I didn't know he had 10-minute time zones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorandino, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Dave and Carney. Hello, Dave. Hello. And hello, Carney. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hello, everyone. How are you doing tonight, Dave? I am a little bit tired, and I'm looking forward to being energized by Carney's stories. <laughs> yes, I am too. But that's after we do a little bit of follow-up. Uh, we had a strata launch uh, launch or flight. Yeah, yeah, Carney, yeah. Carney, t- tell us what happened there. That was pretty cool. Um, well, they they actually got the strata launch, which is the rocket launching thing from Paul Allen. Um, they got it up into the air and it flew around for a while and it landed. So I'm guessing that it's probably completely flight certified at this point. Um, it may turn out to be another spruce goose where it takes a few flights. Everybody goes, ooh, ah, and it ends up in a museum display someplace till the end of time. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a great idea that at one point looked like a sure bet for a way to get cheap satellite launches. And now um, maybe it's maybe it's not. <laughs> is it you know? is it economically not uh, not as good as a, one of the SpaceX things? Hard to say because it's a whole different deal. Is that it? It carries a it carries the rocket into the air, and it can carry a pretty big one, which is what's impressive about it. The thing about it, though, is is that. The advantage it gets is you don't need to have a Cape Canaveral launch pad. You can have a faster turnaround and sortie rates because, well, all you need is an airfield. You know, you can fly off to your launch area, boom, launch, come back, fly down, next day do the same thing again. The the problem is, is that there's a limit to just how big the things you can carry up are, and it's sort of got to be specifically designed to be carried by this rocket. You know, the, it looks like the market, if there is one, is going to be military for quick sat launches and that kind of thing. But I don't think in the commercial market it's going to be able to compete, especially for full-size satellites with SpaceX, in my opinion. It's still an impressive airplane, though. Very impressive airplane. I think it looks really cool, too. I mean, it's kind of the airstream of airplanes. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of Airstream fans out there. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, it's kind of ugly, but if he likes it. Uh, all right. And then uh, moving, keeping on our, on our, on our space uh, kind of thing, what, what happened with the dragon? Well, it, quote, had an anomaly, unquote. This, uh, quote, anomaly, unquote, appears to have involved flying shrapnel and large clouds of NO2. So... That's not good. The Internet's buzzing a lot about people are saying that there was an explosion and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Is that looking at, from what I saw, it doesn't match up with a, a, a thruster explosion. Is that the fuels that they've got on the Dragon capsule for the, the launch abort system is a nitrous oxide, well, not, that. Okay, it's M two N two. Are we going to the dentist's office here? <laughs> well, some of that involved, but this is N two O four, and I can't say it, so don't even ask me right now. And unsymmetrical dimethylhydrazine, which is just Ooh. basically hydrazine. 
Oh, that's got a funny molecular shape. But the thing about it, it to keep in mind is, is that the two things, when they come into contact with each other, ignite explosively. And there doesn't appear to have been any actual fire-type explosion that occurred. What looks like happened is that the pressurization system for the rocket, the, right before they're ready to use the rockets, they pressure it up to about 100 atmospheres, which is a lot, so they don't keep it pressurized all the time. And what I'm guessing happened is when they pressurized the rocket system just prior to the test, something blew out, and it caused the nitrogen (sighs) nitrogen (laughs) tetroxide leak because that big cloud of orange gas that you see in the, the bootleg film is typical of a nitrogen tetroxide spill. But there's not the fire and the black smoke you would expect if there had been a a complete an explosion in the thruster itself so what way what you sound like you're, you're a little skeptical of the uh, official uh, response there well the official response is just that it's quote an anomaly unquote which right. boils down to anything from you know you know do, do you see a flying saucer well that's an anomaly <laughs> hey a fish fell out of the sky that's an anomaly an anomaly doesn't describe anything it basically says something happened and we ain't talking about it <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when, when the preacher sees some member of his congregation go out by behind the church with somebody he's not married to, that's an anomaly. Okay, <laughs> that's not an engineering description. <laughs> so it, it's it's more a case that the internet has gotten all hot and heavy about an explosion, and I I don't think it's an explosion in the sense of a chemical explosion. I think it's a a failure of the pressurization system. And if that's the case, that could just be, well, metal fatigue. That was a a used capsule. And we should know fairly soon, but I'm guessing it's not as big a deal as the Internet's making it out to be. All right. So now I think we all know what we want to talk about tonight for real. So set the scene for us, Carney. You went on vacation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I am married to a hardcore um, Potter fan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not what they call themselves, but I don't want to know what it is they do call themselves. You don't think it's a pothead? <laughs> it would explain oh, a lot. That, that's, already, that's already been taken. <laughs> anyway, so and we've got close friends where the wife is also a big Harry Potter fan, and my friend is not as big as the two women, but he's still much more than I am. So universal it was. And... They had a good time at Harry Potter land, but I think that they would have been fine if they'd been dropped on an abandoned island with a coconut and in a sorting hat. And, you know, somebody... What? Slower down. Slower down here. We we need to take this. We need to take this piece by piece. I, I'm enjoying. I'm going to enjoy this too much to just jump right to Harry Potter world. How did you... How did you... Did you guys drive there or did you fly? Drove. But I I was actually getting away from Harry Potter. My point being is that, that... there were structural reasons why their opinion of what the, the, you know, they would have enjoyed anything. So they enjoyed themselves. But that doesn't really mean much from a bigger picture point of view. Because <laughs> they're potheads. We've, we've already Pot, established Potterhead. This. Potterhead. <laughs> Potterhead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. Potterhead. Excellent. <laughs> you really sure you want this to be put out on the Internet? Because you realize I, there's going to be a lynch mob heading your way, Rob. I'm just checking here. <laughs> My Bring wife will on. probably be leading him with a, with a wand. A, <laughs> I am a huge Harry Potter fan myself. It won't I've save you my, if you keep up in this my, lane. My, 
my wife, I'm just establishing my bona fides. I, my wife and I went to uh, London and and uh, spent an entire day at uh, the Harry Potter world up there where they actually filmed the studio and it was fantastic. But uh, but I don't want that to affect your your story here. So okay. so so you so you drove down with this, this other couple from Atlanta as well. No, the, we we met them down there. Okay. Well, that's not really a factor for the the. the Discussion. No, we're just setting this. We're setting the scene. They you know, go too far afield. You want to set the scene. <laughs> you want to set the scene. What you need to set the scene is when you first show up at their place and the cattle drive starts. You pay twenty five dollars <laughs> wow. for the parking. Oh, but if you yeah. want to park anywhere near the fucking team front gate, you've got to pay forty dollars. Oh, of course. And this yeah. is at uh, Universal Studios in yes. Orlando, right? Yes, also known as Cheatham Lion Steel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you, uh, so so did you, which parking did you choose then? Oh, we went with the extra 15 bucks. What the hell? That's just a drop in the bucket what we were going to end up spending, which is, of course, their entire (laughs) logic. (laughs) Well, at that point, you know, it's in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Yeah, in for a penny, in for a cashier's check. (laughs) All right, so, so. Did you guys go down there for just one day, or was this a whole week three days. experience? Or three, three godforsaken days. days. <laughs> All right. So, so, so what? So what happened here? You, you go, you go up to the thing, and what happens? All right. First, you take the long hike. It's not that bad. They have moving slideways, and you get to the security checkpoint. Which, okay, you know, routine. It wasn't too bad getting through there. My problems with it can be boiled down to two, well, three things in Universal. The first is the way they've got the thing set up. We don't, we didn't go to their water park. We went to the two amusement parks that they have. And the way the thing is set up is they've got the big city walk thing, which is commercial yeah. restaurants, stores, and so forth on the other side of the security gate that spreads out all over the place. It's got Hard Rock Cafe and you know, Margaritaville and all that sort of stuff. And then you hike through this to get through to the ticket thing where you get in, at which point you can go right to go to one. Um, actually, I'm getting this. I think you've got to pick one park or the other, and then you go through a gate. Mm-hmm. But to the right is one, and to the left is the other one. The the problem I had with, first of all, is it's grossly overcrowded, but the layout of the park is if you think of Disney and Magic Kingdom, you go into the park, and the first thing you, you got is the train that runs around the perimeter that allows you to move from one part of the park to the other. Yeah. The, the hell no at Universal. They aren't going to let you escape. <laughs> You're going to do, and you're going to get to Harry Potter's the old fashioned way. You're going to walk. And you're going to walk, and you're going to walk. It's a fucking mile or more. And it's, and it's at the very far end of the park, too. Right? right, exactly. Now, you'd think, okay, well, you know, but at least they've got a, a, a connecting point between the, the two. Harry, the Harry Potter's at the back end of both parks. One of them's one location, one is the other location. Don't even ask me to remember the names. And they've got a train in between them. Now, you'd look at that and say, oh, that's a good idea. The shortest wait that I that there was for that train that we ever saw was 50 minutes. 
Okay, it takes an hour to get from the back of Harry Potter to the front. You know, it basically takes you an hour to get from anywhere to anywhere in the stupid park. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about if you're just ambling along, looking at the displays, you know, and, and going to the shops and stuff like that. I'm talking about if you're doing a baton death march and you say, okay, we've got a time frame. We're going to be at this point at this time. And, you you know, you, you go off power walking at three or four miles an hour. It's going to take you an hour to get to the ba- from the front to the back. Yeah. It's so, you know. They got, they got to sell you a lot of stuff along the way, too. Bingo. <laughs> then then you get into the Harry Potter area itself, and we're going for atmosphere. The kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. that narrow London alleys and <laughs> twisty little London streets. You know, the kind of things that the British burned to the ground back in the 1800s for a reason. <laughs> oh, you think they did it intentionally? <laughs> After having seen this, yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they've got, they've I've got been the to Hamburg. Got Hamburg suit. is a nice modern city. You want to know why it's a nice modern city? Because the Allies gutted it during World War II, and they rebuilt it into something that made sense. Wow. 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 This is the first time I've heard World War II bombing is kind of a good thing. Well, what, the bombing wasn't a good no. thing, but the Germans said, okay, we're not going to rebuild the crap we had. Right, right. No, that's, that's what built the, the Japanese uh, industry as well. Yeah, it's not that the event was good. It's just that the people who rebuilt afterwards said, all right, well, we're going to do it right this time. So you kind of walk through Universal Studios, which is kind of a a standard amusement park as far as I'm concerned. Um, Um, You get to the you get to the uh, it's a little it's it's not not like Six Flags, but it's, you know. No, let let me let me amplify, which as I agree with you, if here's the problem is that most amusement parks are much smaller than Universal. Universal took a standard amusement park and supersized it, put cheese on top of it, and forgot all the stuff that Disney did that makes Disney good and Universal not good. Yeah, let's talk. I want to talk about Disney after after this because I have feelings about Disney as well. But I want to. I want to. So, but so you so you walk in. You kind of. You guys didn't. Did you guys do any of the other rides at all, or did you just kind of make a beeline for Harry? Well, Potter the first day we went uh, a beeline for Harry Potter. Okay, and and that was that was interesting. But the the that gets us to the thing is that after the first day, the second day, we plotted out all the stuff we wanted to do and got one of their express passes because their mm-hmm. typical non-express pass ride, the waits were running for anywhere from ninety minutes to the record we saw was I think two hundred and thirty minutes. You know, basically four hours. Was this this must be spring break or something, huh? <clears throat> Not according to the calendar, and the parking decks oh. weren't full. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry about the golfing, but yeah, the right. Harry Potter was really crowded. But I get the feeling it's always crowded. Yeah. The rest of the park think- wasn't that crowded, but the wait lines were just completely out of control. And even with the express passes, which you know, you you buy a forty dollar ticket for the, the amusement park, and then you buy a two hundred dollar express pass that then gets your weight down into the you know. An hour for a couple of rides, you know, which, wow. Yeah. No, there's, it's, uh, yeah. So did you stop it? Did, uh, so you made a beeline for the, so you go right for the, the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Did you go to the, did you get your wands made or did you do all that? We or? got a wand made for her. A-wand. The thing we got mm-hmm. for me was a toothless dragon hat. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> yes, I have me a little oh, okay. sun hat that's toothless, and I'm very pleased with it. It was 25 <laughs> bucks, and it was the only thing I had that entire park that was worth the money. Nice. And but is that from Harry Potter? Is that, no, no, no. That's yeah, that's oh, okay. How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, oh, toothless. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Heretic, just how watched, could you not know? Just why, I don't know. <laughs> I should have known because we just went to the theater and watched the third movie uh, about a month ago. So I, I need to post a picture of me and my wife you, in our toothless and Day Fury hat. You do? Oh, she's Day Fury? Yes. Nice. Of course. Of course. Uh, yes. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure you had like a twelve dollar butter beer then too. No, as well. absolutely not. <laughs> it, the, the rest of them did. I took one sniff yeah. of a butter beer and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> what? I hate butterscotch. Just, I've always I'm, hated butterscotch. The thing is basically <laughs> foamed butterscotch. It's nasty. I'm not laughing at only laughing at imagining myself on a trip with you. <laughs> if you'd like, I can put you in touch with my friend Joey and he can provide you input for the podcast. <laughs> uh, he can call in anytime. Send me an audio file. <laughs> Dedicatednerds at gmail.com. Send it in. We'd love to play it. <clears throat> So, so what you're saying is it was a little more it was a little more money than you wanted to spend is what you're saying just a little. You know, it's not the money; it's the fact oh. that I felt like I was basically bent over a fence. <laughs> Never mind, but <laughs> I get the I get the idea. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I think I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I would have cheerfully spent the same amount of money at Disney World and been much happier. Not to mention, yes. not nearly as miserable. Right. No, I. I the other big expense that I had, or I shouldn't say the other expense that I had that it was worth paying for, was the ankle brace that I bought after the first day, which is the only way we had a two day two and three. Oh, no. You twisted your ankle or something? No, my ankle just gave out. Oh. It is a lot of walking. There's no doubt about that. And keep in mind, every day I'm walking a couple of miles on a treadmill. So it's not like, you know, (laughs) I'm not used to walking every single day. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of walking, and and I do think. Our, I mean, it, I've only been to the Universal Studios Orlando once, and it, it does feel like a regular amusement park, exactly like you said. I think it was very well described. It just kind of spread out, and there's not really like anything in between. It's like so. I mean, when you go to Disney World, or it's like there's just all kinds. It's like everywhere you stop, you look around and you see some cool stuff, and oh look, there's a mouse on top yeah. of this thing or whatever, and it's just like the attention to detail at Disney World is is amazing and Universal Studios hasn't got any of that that's not I maybe maybe I'm just seeing different stuff but like Seuss World for instance I thought was well executed Mm. in the Disney but um, my thing is after we got home I went and I looked at a map of Disney attractions Mm-hmm. And I looked at Magic Kingdom in particular to just see if my memory, you know, if it was just being out in the sun, it made me cranky and I was being unfair to, is that you look at the, 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 the Disney arranged in nodes with lots of rides, big and little, at each node. When you look at the Universal, they try to have the same kind of nodes, but there's like two rides in Seussland yeah. and 
four rides yeah. in Harry Potterville, and you know, and there's this these desert stretches of shops in between them, yeah. and they don't have the little. You go to to um, the future future world, and you've got the big ride, which is Magic Mountain. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the medium-sized rides that, you know, you can do. Plus, they have, like, what used to be the Wedgeway People Mover. They call it something else now. You know, mm-hmm. that you just, could just go and you'd ride around and take you around the whole node, the whole future world. And, you know, you'd see everything and you could take pictures and stuff and then get off having had a chance to sit down and rest. There's none of that at Universal. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. They've got a big ride here, a, a huge slog over to this next ride. Then there's another ride over there. It, it, they they took a. It's, it's just, you know, they they probably have half as many rides and four times the space. Mm-hmm. And most no, of the totally rides agree. are bigger. You know that they, they have the big attractions, but they don't have the little amusements. Mostly, the best, most yeah. fun I had at Universal. Was um in Seussland in the they have a little train that rides around, mm-hmm. you know, and they have this this song that's going on, and you know the whole thing was silly and I liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and they need more of that at Universal. Universal would be a lot more fun if they put in a train that connected stuff. You know, put in a couple of like yeah. oh a Skyway. That's the other ride that takes you yeah. from one part of the Magic Kingdom to the other. You know, if they put in a few rides like that that connected nodes to each other, and put in a, a lot more little rides that people could just jump on and jump off, it would be a yeah. better. Uh, the whole thing would be better. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and Disney World has the monorail that goes around, but they also have this, the well, Magic that's Kingdom has the train. The Magic Kingdom has the train that goes around, and you can stop in Frontierland and Fantasyland, and you know, I mean, and then right. like I said the 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 Skyway thing, and and it's like this is great. Yeah. yeah. There's more thought put into how do you handle your bigness at Disney World? At Universal, yeah. they just took a standard um, amusement park design. And supersized it and threw in a bunch of shops. Yeah. And French fries everywhere. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but... I was trying know. to go with the supersized metaphor there, you know. Right, okay, sure. So. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I'm, a, I'm a huge Disney fan. So, I mean, I, I love Disney World. I've been there many, many times. Been to Disneyland, Disney World. It's, it's great. I just can't... I can't I'm, and I'm really looking forward to the Star Wars thing. Yeah, that's it. I, I wouldn't, but you know, I wouldn't have considered myself a Disney fan until now, yeah. having spent three days going through Universal. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, either I'm yeah. getting old and cranky, or this is this is quantitatively different than Disney World. <laughs> I think both of those things can be true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Well, let's put it this way: if we're going, if we go to Disney World anytime soon, I'm going to be much more forgiving of them than I am of Universal. <laughs> Dave, you've been awfully quiet here. Do you have any? Uh, what, what's your, have you have you been to Disney World, Disneyland? Uh yes, Disney World, 1976. <laughs> oh, nice thoughts. We were there opinions? at the same time. I, it didn't didn't really seem that big, or then the walking was pretty easy, and. Uh, I was ten. It was ten. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I just I don't have. I, I was actually doing a Google walk through the place as you were talking about it, trying to get a sense of size and. Um. Yeah, it's I I don't know. It it doesn't seem that big to me, but I haven't put it next to anything that I'm familiar with like you know six flags in texas we went 
two or three times. Mm-hmm. I can say I, that I, I, they have mm-hmm. six flags here in Georgia, and it's quite a bit big. I mean, territory-wise, each of the two parks is you know at least four times the size, I would say, of six flags here in Georgia. But yeah. I don't know the Texas one. And I don't think I actually. I think I think Carney might have hit on it. I, I don't know that either either park is that much bigger than the other one, but it does. It just feels like there's not as much to do in Universal, and you're just kind of bored along the way. It's like Disney World. You're just walking along. It's like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. I'm walking down Main Street, USA, and there's other oh, Cinderella Castle, and you know, it's just. It seems like it's just more chock full of stuff. Yeah. Well, and little rides. You know, again, the thing. You know, yeah. you could get on the Mad Hatter's teacup. It's a small world. You know, the lots and lots of little rides and. Th- I was looking at the the I looked up on the internet what the average wait time at Disney World for rides was and if the thing I found could be said is 30 minutes or less there wasn't mm-hmm. a ride in Universal that was 30 minutes Yeah I I agree with that as well and I mean yeah couldn't agree couldn't agree more Yeah that's I I, mean, I haven't gone to a amusement park like this since probably 2003 i went with a large group of people who rented the entire place out and so you could get nice. off the you get off the best roller coaster they had you walk around to the front you get back on you could ride a, you could ride their biggest bestest roller coaster five times an hour oh see that's that's the way to do it and uh I've not had one moment of interest in returning to a park since then because I know I would just, I don't care if the passes are $2,000. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I have, I've had a, I've, we had some, we've, we've, I've worked at some corporate events that we're at. Oh, we did one in Disneyland Paris and they took, they, you know, they do it after the park closes and you go through and then you, like you said, you do whatever rides you want and then they take you to the restaurant and it's, that's a completely different experience and very cool. And I've done, I actually did that in Orlando once for a different client and yeah, they, and Disney just does it right too, even for the corporate stuff. It's like they really, well, especially for the nice. corporate stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, they make some serious money on that. I'm sure they're very happy about it. So, what overall? What's your uh, what's your uh, summing this all up here? And uh, are you recommending Universal Studios for for, for well, Potterheads okay. only? Or, or how, my how, wife, how do you come down? My to that? wife is happy we did it. She agrees with me about the 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 contrast between Disney and um, Universal. But she's she was happy. She glad she did it. She's got her wand. Mm-hmm. You know, so same attitude to the friends. Um, entirely possible they might have had more fun if they just dr- dropped me into a lake. You know, I might have been <laughs> happier that way too. <laughs> but oh, and I did want to add one other thing about um, Universal that kind of struck me. They use the 3D ride, you know, thing a little too much. Hmm. You know, you have to put glasses on, or does it just? Kinda... Yes, the forbidden, mm-hmm. the forbidden journey is the one that real. The, that one, I, I did several of the the three D ride type things, and they're okay, and there's just too many of them. But this particular one combined three D with spinning, and it would Ooh. flip. It lifted you off the ground, and then you spun to the left, and you spin to the right, and you go backwards, and you go upside down, and then you spin around, and then you're back right side up. And somewhere along there, it was like, okay, time to lose my lunch. If that <laughs> ride had lasted another minute, you know, 
I love roller coasters. They had a real nice roller coaster right next to um, the Griffin something or other, right next to the castle. And that one I liked. That was a, a it's a smaller, not very exciting roller coaster by most people, but it's, it's the, a wooden one, you know, great to run that the, around. That's not the that's not the dragon themed one, is it? I I don't think so. It's Griffin okay. uh, right. Griffin's Escape or something Griffin or something. Okay. Cool, cool. But the 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 Forbidden Adventure, that one was one of the three D ones and it's there was that one, what was the uh, I can't even remember the names of them anymore, but there were at least three of the 3D ones that we did, and you know, I when, the last time we went to Disney World that I remember, there was one of them that involved dinosaurs. That you know, that one that one was a little bit vertigo inducing too. I think mm-hmm. that I prefer real rides rather than you know, <laughs> virtual sure. rides. Tra- traditional uh, roller coasters. Yeah, you know, shoot me out of a cannon. Don't do right. a film of me being shot out of a cannon. <laughs> gotcha. All right, cool. So overall, was there any, well, since, since we're supposedly a nerd podcast, was there any cool technology that you saw that was kind of, you know, ticketing or I don't know, <laughs> people management technology or was it all just... Not, not. I think that Wyatt Earp would have fit in wonderfully well there, especially the cattle driving skills that he acquired. <laughs> I see. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, thank you for the report. Um, I'm going to take. <laughs> I think we should take that as a. Uh, if you're a Potter Potterhead, then maybe it's worth a day or two. But other than that, you pass. Yeah, actually, that's exactly, is that if, I, if, if you're a serious Harry Potter or you've got children and you're going to take them there, what I would recommend was you look at one day, two parks, get the express pass, and just hammer away at Potterville because you're going to have all the wants. Because they, they did do, have one thing that's really, really cool, if, and I, I, I wasn't into it, but I recognize it's cool. Once you get your wand, they have all these little things set up all over the Harry Potter area where you stand on on one of their marks and you wave your wand around in a certain pattern and it causes something to happen like a window to light up or you know a fountain to come on you know basically you could do magic tricks with it and the little kids looked like they were having a blast doing that so that does sound pretty fun so you know they give you a map and you go around and collect all of them or something I, I didn't quite understand you know my wife did a few of them but competing with the little kids was <laughs> a little, a little right, right. rough. But they, they looked like they were having a blast. So I'm guessing if your kids are seriously into Harry Potter, it's well worth you know blitzing it for a day. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You, and then more than one day is worth it. Spend your spend the rest of your money at Disney World. That is worth it. Any of the parks at Disney World are amazing. I think. Yeah. I, I, I hate to be so I, I negative that all. Universal decides to put a contract out on me. <laughs> you know, it has a takedown on our podcast. But I, I was really thought Universal was substandard. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, the City Walk thing, it felt like they were just trying to grab your money every every possible yeah. way. And I, and I, I guess Disney kind of does the same thing, but they're a lot more artful about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's different. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to say because it's it's another one of those things that we really should go there. But yeah, there, there, there's a difference in class. It's not what they're doing; it's how they're doing it. Kind of, you know? yeah, yeah. 
You know, I mean, I remember going in and buying a hamburger for five times as much as I would pay outside Disney World and already overpriced Orlando. But, you know, right. it was your choice. Universal is like, oh, sure, you can have your $40 park pass. And let's see, the wait times have just gone up to three hours and 30 minutes. You should be able to get in two rides. <laughs> Wee. Yeah, or or you could get an express pass, which everybody who's riding the rides has. <laughs> and then you can only wait for 40 or 50 minutes. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your report. I appreciate that. I've I've enjoyed hearing your your experiences. Yes. I'm not quite as um, excitable about this as I'm about some other things, but boy, that's good. That's good. Well, you you send me a note about what you're really excitable about, and we'll talk about those next because it's fun listening to you t- talk about this stuff. <laughs> How about friends that use me as amusement? I, I I hope you don't you don't have any like blood pressure problems or anything, do you? I'm not like I'm not inciting you, am I? You know, surprisingly <laughs> enough, I'm not the one in the family with blood pressure issues. <laughs> Maybe you just get it all out. So it yeah, you. see, it's healthy what I'm doing. It's oh, healthy. Abs- absolutely. And now my wife all needs right. to do it a little more. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to move on to what's been good this fortnight. And uh, Carney, uh, we're gonna. I want you to just take a minute, breathe. I'm going to go to Dave here. <laughs> Dave, I know you've had some delicious crawdad cooking tonight, so <laughs> I don't. But it doesn't sound like, based on what you were saying earlier, that that's going to be what's been good this fortnight. So, what has been good this fortnight for you? Well, I um, I strongly recommend living at the top of a hill, and uh, I do. So, when we get lots of rain, I just hear <laughs> about the problems. I hear you. I'm in the seas. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good. Yeah. Nothing like watching your annoying neighbors float away. <laughs> yeah, we we had some significant rain here, and I think we're going to have some more. And you know, just it's really nice to be at the top of a hill. So, Good, couldn't couldn't agree more. As as a fellow top of the hill liver, I, uh, I I enjoy it. All right, Carney, what has been good for you this fortnight? Getting back from the sun-baked hell that's called Orlando. I'm in my own bed. I'm not going to Universal Studios tomorrow. These are good things. Excellent. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a classic. I am very happy that the Chicago Cubs have finally moved into the point where their their wins outnumber their losses, and and that's been good for for me because I am a Cubs fan and. By God, we need to we need to win some more games. So there you go. All right, that's been it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter, dedicatednerds at gmail.com, or visit us at dedicatednerds.net. I have certainly enjoyed tonight's conversation. I hope you have too, and hope you uh, tell your friends to to listen up. Night, guys. Night. Good night.